all, and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am so pumped to bring you this episode today. We literally recorded this in one day. I edited the next day, and I'm popping it out to you guys because this is pure gold. I'm talking with Dr. Andrea Jeffress. She's an OBGYN. She's a stockholder in two different products, which she'll talk about. And she created with her husband and family Smart Jocks, which is a marketing and media agency. And she'll tell the whole story of why they developed this. She's a listener turned to guest and just all around amazing woman who brings her full heart today to talk about her word marketing, doing it afraid and leaning in and leaning on other people. Mm. If this doesn't get you inspired, you definitely need to get your ass on the phone and talk with me because I am juiced up, jacked up, and ready to do things afraid. Okay, let's get into this episode and then stick around afterwards for my kick of encouragement on FFTs. All right, here we go. Welcome to the podcast. Dr. Andrea Jeffress is so great to have you here with me. Thank you, Erin. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. I'm just bubbling over, man. <laughs> That's right. Well, we're going to have great conversation today, but before we get into your word and why don't you tell the people a little bit more about yourself and woman, you're, you're just bomb ass amazing. So share all the details of yourself. Well, I'm an OBGYN. I'm board certified. I'm I live in Erie, Pennsylvania, but I'm from Delaware. I graduated high school. Well, I kind of was a high school dropout, actually. I left high school at age 14, and I went to college at Simon's Rock of Bard College. And I have never gone back home. I've never been back to Delaware to live permanently ever since. It was quite a journey, but I left high school. I went to Simon's Rock of Bard College, and I finished in um, four years at age 18. And I uh, then went to Yale Med School, but I took a year off in between. I worked in a neurosurgery lab. And I quickly found out that that wasn't, you know, I really enjoyed my time there, but I was a caretaker for the lab and organizing all of the experiments. And, and I quickly learned when I picked up the rat that was, you know, the subject of the spinal cord injury experiment and the tail broke off and the rat fell on the floor. I mean, this thing was as big as a cat. And I jumped up on the table. I disappeared for two hours until someone came and found me in the basement on top of the table. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I thought to myself, I think I'm going to go to med school because <laughs> this is not the thing for me. This is not, that was like my, my experience. I was a nursing home tech in college and I was like, oh Lord, I am not cleaning up messes for the rest of my life. I have to get further education. Same reason. Yes, yes. So where'd you go after after the, the rat? Well, after that, um, I actually uh, went to Yale Med School and I graduated and stayed there for residency. And then I got a cold call from a recruiter that told me all about this position in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I thought that place is too 
sounds too good to be true. That's like utopia. So that doesn't exist, but I will go and practice my interview skills. So I got on the plane mm-hmm. and my husband said, don't like it. And I was like, okay, honey. And then, and then I got on the plane, I went to the interview and I loved it. I loved the people. I loved the place that I was going to be practicing. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to come. And I've, I've 20 years. It's my first and only job. I've never left. Wow. Although, although the first year that I moved it to Erie, it snowed. I think it was like number one in the nation for snow. Number one, not Buffalo or Syracuse or at least two times since I've lived here has been number one in the nation for snow. And the snow was up to the mailboxes every day. And I thought, Lord, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And then, uh, and then I practiced uh, OBGYN, um, you know, as a generalist, I, I have a special interest in minimally invasive surgery. So I do a lot of laparoscopy, robotics, um, but I have an interest in for business. Yeah. And once I realized that, I kind of, um, you know, began to have some unctions to formulate a, another plan because I just decided, you know, after I'm 60, 65 years old, I don't want to be on anybody's labor floor. (laughs) So I thought to myself, I better figure out another plan. And that's when I started really getting into business and finding multiple revenue streams. But you know, in medical school, they really don't teach us business. Mm -mm. And so I have learned, that's why I love your podcast, because I mean, I learned so much all the things that they didn't teach us in med school. And if you really don't have time to go back and do an MBA, I'm telling you, I sit and listen to you all and my colleagues. I'm just so impressed. I take notes. I could show you my notebooks. I'm like neurotic and I've learned so much, but I've applied a lot of the things that I've learned to my own family um, uh, with starting smart jocks for my kids. um, And because we are sports uh, people and so, you know, I just figured, hey, this is, this is things that I can do to help my own family. And then I also have some business tentacles that I've started, um, you know, that things that I participate in as a, you know, small shareholder. So I do rain eater wiper blades. Um, we're one of the number one wiper blades in the country um, and with a special patented um, design that helps kind of devour the elements, we call it. And then I also am a shareholder in Zen Edge Energy Drinks, um, which um, we just are in Walmart now. And it's so exciting, just all of the things that we're, you know, doing to kind of get into the drink space. And maybe that is some, um, a, a better alternative than um, the high amount of caffeine that we intake. You know, I know that with my mom and my sister, they're diabetic and hypertensive and you kind of got to know where your genes are headed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we're constantly trying to find ways to be healthier, decrease your caffeine intake and things like that. So that's one of the things I'm really proud about Zen Edge about is that it's less caffeine than some of the, um, the current formulations of the big boys, you know? So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I love it. 
because girl you got an mba from real life university and i am excited to hear about this tell me about why you picked the word marketing and maybe how that rolls into smart jocks and where that came from i chose the word marketing because you know when you are um, obscure and where you come from um, and a lots of our businesses are obscure until we tell people about them. Um, it's the one thing that we don't learn necessarily in med school that I've had to teach myself to, in order to get into um, the business space. And not just in the business space in the traditional sense, because let's just face it, medicine is a business too. You know, and part of marketing myself and marketing my brand, you know, I've learned that, okay, actually, I am the product. And if I don't get my name out, if I don't get my brand out, if I don't show people what I'm capable of, and really kind of focus on, you know, getting my message out, then how am I to thrive? In, in business, especially in this world of RVUs and everybody, you know, working so hard to get patients and procedures and all of those things. So I've learned that, A, I'm the product, I'm, I'm the thing I need to market. And then translating that into my other physical products and, and also into my family and my children to help them succeed in life. You know, my, my son, has been a basketball player since he was wee high. And I know we have that in common because you live in Indiana, you live in basketball land. You know it. And uh, yes, you know, but if you don't live in a basketball land, what do you do? We live in Erie, Pennsylvania. And this kid was so talented, but he was living in an obscure place. So we had to quickly find ways to market ourselves, to get out and to get seen, you know, not that the rankings are everything, but so many opportunities come when people know you and what you're about and what you can do with your talent or your product or your scope, whatever your mantra is, then you can apply it if you can get your message out. So we've had to do that for our children. You know, my daughter played tennis, my middle daughter played volleyball, my son played basketball and each step of the way we were finding ways to get them help, to get them training, to get them seen. And my oldest daughter went to college on a full scholarship, you know, so, and she graduated, she's going to med school in July. So these are all things that, you know, maybe sports um, wasn't a way that maybe marketing her in that area uh, wasn't so she could do sports her whole life long, but really just to get her through um, a period in her life where maybe she can start life debt free and get some financial exactly. freedom. So it's just a, a way that we, you know, I think that's a really important thing that we don't necessarily learn as physicians in med school. And it's just been a journey. Well, I think it's a double hit too, as women, you know, we don't learn how to market well, the business side in med school and residency, but even as little girls, we're always taught to be quiet. Don't, don't praise yourself. Don't stand out. I always got that Aaron, you're sassing. And you know what? I've embraced yes. that sass now, but I think it is. It's one of those that um, we didn't, it doesn't come innately. It's a muscle that has to be worked in, you know, the, 
first times you do it, it feels super awkward and you don't know what you're doing. But then as you do it more, then you really find your voice in it. And you're right. You find like who you are, your special sauce, what your brand is. And that's how you set yourself apart so that then you find that right coupling. Just like with your son, finding that for him. So tell us about Smart Jocks and how that kind of does that. Well, Smart Jocks is a a marketing and media management agency uh, that helps people use the power of their brand uh, to propel themselves to an elite level life. And one of the things that we want to do is help, you know, people with their blueprints, you know, if whether it be for their children or whether it be for themselves um, to kind of schedule their themselves in a way that they can promote themselves and not in a necessary traditional way, because we know that the old traditional ways of networking, you know, with all the demands on your time, you might not be able to do all that. So we've really had to, you know, go get into the digital marketing space. And um, so we're, we're, we're excited because we're partnering with a company to do um, video and video marketing, where you can take mm-hmm. your video content and you can embed it with your um, messaging and your call to actions and really learn to market yourself in a way to get your uh, message out, to raise awareness, um, to bring you out of obscurity, to have a call to action for people to, you know, monetize your, you know, your platform. And so we're really excited about that. We're rolling that out. Um, But I started Smart Jocks mainly to help my kids because my son, uh, as he was getting, you know, playing basketball, students other kids were dming him in his social media how did your parents do this my mom wants to know how you did that my dad wants to know how you did this etc etc and and so suddenly um we had lots of questions to answer and i said you know what that's just a little too time consuming so let's write a book about it and then that way we could share it with everyone and it's you know it's no get rich quick scheme. It really is just to help people. I think it's, um, you know, it's not very expensive books to buy. So, you know, we didn't do it for that purpose, but really just to try to help people help other parents. And people were constantly, my husband, people are constantly messaging him for advice, for help, for coaching, not just for the kids, for the parents. And so, you know, really, I told him that's something that you can, um, it's, it's funny when work suddenly is not work, it's your purpose and your passion. And it doesn't feel like work anymore, of course. And so I told him, I said, that's really something that's your calling. And so, you know, he works at a university called Mercyhurst University. That's actually sit on the board of the university. And he um, is in the uh, sport business management department um, in the school of business. And it's just something that he's so passionate about. So it really just all folded in nicely. And we're just kind of embracing the the new direction that we're going in. We'd like to, my son wants to go to the NBA. So we're on another three-year plan to continue to develop his skill and and, uh, player development. 
Um, and so, but I want to be prepared in a few years for when that happens. So now we're taking a whole nother course and making another three to five year plan. And that part's so exciting. Yeah. You know, and I, I love, cause what really happened at the very like essential part of it is that you found a space that you didn't have a hundred percent of the answers, but you had a few more than a other group of people and you were able to pass that down downstream. And then you took a couple more steps and then you made it a little bit bigger. And then you took in the innate ability and gifts that your husband has. I mean, look how magically placed to really fluff this thing up. And, and it's not like just one day you guys just sat down and like you said, it wasn't a get rich quick scheme. Like, oh, we're going to do this thing and, and we're just, it's going to happen. You, where it really came from and where I think it's amazing is it, it came from the heart of a palms up approach where you're like, here, let me help you. I think from that, that's why it's truly flourishing because you guys are doing an amazing job with it. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I'm just excited. Well, for our listeners, what would be your advice for them around marketing? Do it afraid. Because you don't have all the answers. You know, you don't, um, you don't have all the confidence. I'm really good at pap smears. I'm learning the marketing space, but I'm still doing it afraid. I'm, I'm taking some risks that I've never taken before and I'm willing to learn and invest in myself just to, to get up to speed and willing to um, try something new. And when you're doing that, you, you feel really vulnerable. You feel really uh, afraid to fail because as physicians, I think we tend to be, I know for me, perfection, perfectionism is paralyzing. You know, I've heard that on your show many times, mm -hmm. trying not to let that hinder me having things so perfect that you don't want to put it out, learning to create content to market. Um, that's a skill set in itself. So I'm learning that, but I'm leaning on all of you. That's the other thing I would say, you got to lean in, you got to lean in and lean on people to learn all the things you don't know. And it's okay to say you don't know because we are such egotistical people and really pride ourselves on our knowledge base. And so when you really don't feel like you have a good grasp on the knowledge base, then you tend to just give up. And so I'm telling myself every, every day I wake up, don't give up, try to accomplish one small thing on your list of things to do and learn every day so you can just get closer you know to some semblance of a finished product you know um the book is self-published it's called smart jocks 10 lessons along our journey to raise number one draft picks on and off the court now are they number one draft picks you know what i mean but if you don't speak it into existence and if you don't do it afraid and if you don't claim it, I, I truly believe you're not going to be able to accomplish it. You really have to just do it afraid and you've got to write it down. Mm -hmm. You've got to write it down and at least set the goal in front of you. At least try, you know, nothing beats a failure, but a try, right? Yeah. It's you miss a hundred percent of the shots you never put up. Yes. Our true basketball analogy. I love it. <laughs> well, that is powerful. 
Well, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing your story, for sharing your wisdom. Tell people where they can find out more about you or how to connect with you. Well, I would love to connect with people regarding um, learning to market yourself with these curations that we're working on, where you can embed your content within your video to monetize your platform or market your platform or raise awareness to whatever it is your passion is. And you can connect with us on the Smart, Jock, Smart Jocks website for that at www. Uh, smartjocks.com. Love it. And we'll get that in the show notes too. You know, and I'm early in it. I'm a baby in it myself in terms of uh, social media. It, just to say I'm walking the walk, I'm doing it afraid. And I'm starting with one uh, Instagram follower to 20 to, you know, one, one day I'll be at a gazillion, you know, but I'm going to do it afraid. So that's right, girl. I just signed up for Twitter last week. So <laughs> I love it. Steps, you know, like it. it's exactly right. Like we get comfortable and comfort is a good place, but it's not a place of growth. And so it's those FFTs, those fucking first times. And you just <laughs> have to keep having them over it. and over and over again. Well, friend, I am just so glad to get you here on the podcast. I'm excited to blast you out into the world to have smart jocks helping more and more families, helping more and more individuals to develop their brand and to really speaking their truth out into the world. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Your platform is amazing. It's just a, just a privilege and an honor to be here. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. You just have such an amazing story. And I love, love, love that we have the basketball connection. Okay. Now for this kick of encouragement, FFTs. This was introduced to me maybe a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago. I was listening to Brene Brown's new podcast, Unlocking Us. If you don't have that saved, stop this podcast right now. Type in Unlocking Us and get it because you need it in your life. Let me tell you, it's an amazing, amazing podcast. And I'm actually going to steal a little bit of the material from Brene Brown because I found it so impactful. And also she's the F word, which you know, that's near and dear to my heart. So she talks about in episode two, FFTs, which stands for fucking first times. And she talks about the realization that she had done a podcast before, but it had been 12 years ago and like getting back to it and how her, her team and her were kind of freaking out. And then she was like, guys, guys, this is an FFT. That's why we're feeling it. And so her number one tip is to normalize it, to feel the feelings and to name it. And my heart started to sing right there. I'm like, oh, that's what I tell people all the time. Thank you, Brene. So number one, normalize it. This is a first time and it's okay to feel all the feels. Like that's what first times are all about. And to push against wanting to like armor up and not to own our own feelings or feel them. But instead of just working through it, naming it, saying how you feel, feeling your feelings and then normalizing it to be like, hey, this is a first time. It's pretty normal to feel like this. 
The next advice she gets is put it into perspective. And specifically when she was talking about COVID, like, hey, we don't know when this is going to end, but we do know that it's not forever. And that from our perspective, this can be a function of experience. You know, that's the thing about first times is we don't have that like experience nugget to go along with it. But if we can put it into perspective, and if we can have more perspective, even though we have less experience, we can help process through it. So the example she gave was like children, like kids don't have a lot of perspective or a lot of experience because they haven't lived enough life. So they have less perspective. So as parents, it's part of our job not to minimize or like diminish how they're feeling, but instead help to open up that perspective. And so what she says is that lack of perspective is not always about selfishness. And we don't make them tougher or more empathetic towards others by diminishing their feelings. Disappointment is something that a lot of us are feeling. And it's okay to feel disappointed. It's okay to be safe, have enough food, to have resources, and still feel disappointed. And I really love that because I think too many times when we're lacking experience, especially now in medicine, we're like, I don't know, what do we do with this? We, we tend to go tunnel vision and lose that perspective. And instead of opening it up and saying, okay, we have to shift how we do practice. We're going to have to shift payment schedules. We're going to have to shift how we take care of patients instead of narrowing in and be like, oh my God, the walls are coming in on us and the sky is falling. So I really love that. And then the third thing she talks about is reality checking expectations. And she specifically talks about it in that if there are leaders or quote unquote experts who are saying without a shadow of a doubt, with certainty, this is what's going to happen. It's extremely dangerous when a whole population is feeling vulnerable. I was talking with one of my psych friends the other day, Dr. Um, Allie Thomas Fanning. She is <laughs> episode the F word. So, you know, we're good friends like that. But anyway, she was talking about how right now in the psych world, people who are a little leaning towards conspiracy theories and um, that sort of thing, that it's actually very comforting for them to be able to blame like big government or blame big hospital for COVID because then that gives them a false sense of security that there's someone behind it. So that means that someone is controlling this because it's far scarier and far more frightening to sit back and realize that there is no big brother controlling behind it. So I thought that was really interesting. And then also reality checking expectations. I was recently talking with one of my coaching clients and she made the comment of, oh, I just need to let it go. And I was like, yeah, that would be great if we could just like turn the key and take it out and it's gone. But that doesn't happen with our minds. So instead of just saying like, oh, I just need to let it go. And then hammering yourself because you can't let it go. Instead, try managing your expectations, which is, are you making unwritten hidden rules in your head for which you want other people to live by and then getting pissed off when they don't live by them? Or are you making up expectations of how things are going to happen and then when they don't happen, you're getting upset and angry or sad and adding more feelings and emotions to your life? If instead you would just go with the expectations of being like, all right, we're on the no plan plan. 
don't know what's going to happen. We're going to keep it wide and open and just try to do our very best in this moment. So those five things again that Brene mentions about FFTs, recognize it, name it, feel it, have perspective, and reality check expectations. I just really encourage you to do that as well. And so the next time you're doing something and you feel super uncomfortable or resistant or like you want to armor up or just run away or shove your feelings in the closet, maybe it's an FFT, a fucking first time. And it's totally normal to have all the feels. All right, my friend, thanks again for hanging with me on another podcast episode. Thanks again to Andrea and talking to us about smart jocks. And please remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Heavy lips, one, two.